Welcome to episode 23 of Hair Biz Radio with your host, Zakira and Mikey. Oh, it's been a while, Mikey. It's been like a couple weeks. Yeah, a couple weeks. We we just yeah, okay. It's okay. Busy. <laughs> like, yeah, you yeah, know, we yeah. always talk about consistency because, uh-huh. you know, consistency is key in business and everything in life. Yeah. But we just, it just keeps growing like the business. So doing the interviews, I'm getting everyone in place. We are, I promise you sometime in the next few months, we're going to have our two podcasts a week. That's our goal, two yeah, a week. Yeah, two a week. With yeah. fantastic guests, dropping knowledge, helping people out in the industry, just, you know, doing what we do. Yeah. Well, this past week, was it, no, two weeks ago, maybe Saturday or Sunday, we got a chance to go hang out with Larissa and Kels. Um, and Crystal at the Legacy of Beauty Coco. event. And Coco, yeah. Oh my I God, am Coco. They have amazing stories. If you guys have not checked out our latest episodes, make sure you go check those out because their stories are phenomenal. The Legacy of Beauty event was great. We met a lot of hungry stylists and people in the hair industry that just wanted more. Um, so it was a, a really great event. But today we have mm. Nick Nelson hanging out with us mm-hmm. today in the Private Label Extensions studio. He is the celeb hair handler and owner <laughs> of Press Natural Hair Care Salon, where he specializes in extensions and natural hair. He hangs out with some of the most amazing people in the hair industry. He's made his mark in the hair industry, and you guys are going to love him. So we're going to go ahead so. and dive <laughs> right into this interview. How are you, Nick? I'm great. How are you? Good, good. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, yeah, man. It's a pleasure. My pleasure, man. Yeah, before we got started, Nick and I were having a conversation. He's just super amazing, genuine spirit. Um, I love what he's doing in the hair industry, and I know you guys are definitely going to learn a lot from him. So just tell us about how did you get started in the hair industry? Like, what made you say, okay, I'm going to get in the hair industry? I tell you, um, the day I dropped out of um, college, I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to do hair from now on. <laughs> um, like I was saying earlier, um, I actually graduated from Valdosta State with a biology degree. And when I moved here, I was just like, OK, should I stay in Atlanta or should I go to um, dental school? Because that was my, my main focus when I first graduated. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, OK, I'm going to stay here in Atlanta for and work at least two years. And I just go to dental school from there. When I got here, I started accumulating bills and becoming an adult, yep. you know, and all that, that good stuff. And it's like, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, away. okay, well, maybe <laughs> I'll just wait a little bit longer on dental school. <laughs> and um, I was working in a lab and um, working in a lab and taking courses at Georgia State at the same time Woo, for my master's. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, one day I was just like, you know what? I was in class one night and I was just like, you know what? I just can't do this anymore. And I got up in the middle of the class and I walked out. <laughs> wow. Um, probably, and listen, and that, that's not the end of it. Probably about two weeks later, I was working at my job and I got fired and they was just like, okay, you're gone. Like it was like for no, absolutely no reason at all. Like you're out of here. And I was just like, okay, so this is what being an adult is about. Yeah. Okay. That was that push. It was a, pu- it was <laughs> that push. It was that push. And it was a push that I needed. And it was, it was something that I'll always, always be thankful for because sometimes you're scared and you're, you you do not want to do stuff because you don't know how people will react to it or how well you'll do in it. But I always knew I had a knack for hair and um, cause I used to cut hair when I was in, in college or whatever. And I was just like, you know what? I will never let anybody be in control of my finances and how I live my life again. I was done. I'm going to hair school. I think a week later, I was I was enrolled in hair school at Proway. Proway, Proway. Yes. So how did you like Proway? What what oh. was that process of getting into Proway? Was it just like okay, you went to Proway and that was the school, or did you like look for other schools? I did. Look, I did look for other schools, and I think at the time, I think Metro, I think Atlanta Metro was offering this program for 
people who had graduated college who had um, bachelor's degrees. Oh, okay. They had a program where you basically could go to school for free. And I think it was like the Hope Grant also, like a continuation oh, okay. of the Hope Grant, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think. But the wait was so long to get into that school. Like, it was crazy. It was crazy. So I was just like, you know, people was like, well, you can do this and you can go to a private school and you can. Do and I was like, OK, I don't want to take out any more loans because school's already mm-hmm. enough. Sally Mae got all the coins. Listen, let me tell okay, you something. Every last one of my <laughs> coins, Sally Mae got. Listen, let me tell you, man. I was just like, you know what? If I could not wait that long to um actually go to Metro. So I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to find a private school. And I found ProWay and it was a great experience. I learned so much. I I made some met some amazing friends. It was absolutely great. Actually, that's great. good. So we have a lot of people. We get this question a lot. Okay. In our hair group, it's like, how do I know which hair school is right for me? Like, what are some of the things that I should look for when I get started in cosmetology school? Different schools have different curriculums. They do things totally different ways. You know, you don't necessarily learn how to do extensions in hair school. So what are some, what are two things that you can tell people to look out for when choosing a hair school or two things that you may have learned in your hair school that you feel like everybody should learn in their curriculum? Well, I think nowadays, because we have so much access to so many things, um, you can do your research right in the, in, on, online. You know, you can go online and see what they offer, see what techniques they um, really focus on like coloring or extensions or whatever you know most Paul Mitchell schools or Veda schools will definitely focus on more on coloring and if that's the route that you want to take or that's the basically type of hair that you want to do I would say you know go to those types of schools but for me I knew I kind of wanted to do extensions and I I wanted I was a braider already so like that was just kind of like second nature to me to to, like dive off into extensions so you know I was like okay well I'm gonna choose this school you know it it was the best choice I mean they were all around the same price but that was just the school that I wanted to be at. Gotcha, gotcha. So you finished hair school and then yes. you got into the hair world. Did oh you just God. jump out like, I'm a hair <laughs> mogul? No, or what no. was that transition oh, like from no. hair school <laughs> to getting into the industry? Let me tell you something about that transition, man. It was crazy <laughs> because I was, like I said before, I was, I was a braider before and I had a like a little part-time job at this place called Princess Palace over in Greenbrier. And over there, we kind of did everybody from Big Boy, Outkast, Andre 3000. That was around the 2002 you know everybody was wearing the braid all the men yeah. were wearing the braids then, so i was barbering them you know doing stuff for them and princess really taught me a lot and um after i graduated hair school it was around 2004 i was like okay so i'm a hairstylist i got my license what am i gonna do and my cousin had just opened a salon over in walmart in lithonia so i was like okay i'm gonna work going to work for her so i went in there and work and started working for her and uh, yeah making about 40 dollars a week <laughs> okay <laughs> a week 40 dollars a week <laughs> So I was like, okay, well, maybe this is not the thing for me again. You know, like I don't, I don't know what should I, what should I do? Like, should I go back to school? I don't know because I was, I was trying, and and during those times, we didn't have social media or anything like that to kind of put you out there. You had to like walk around and hand out cards and put things on people's windshields yep. or whatever. You know, so it was nothing like what these stylists have today. You know, this is you put something on Instagram and you're done. You know, you just that's how you promote yourself. Yeah, you know, a I lot think of we get lazy it. with and social media now. Like if social yeah. media was to just go away, it'll be like it'll be horrible. You still have a business. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. yeah, like it'll be horrible. you know, we get lazy with using social media. Yes. We don't really use email marketing anymore. Mm-hmm. Yep. Guerrilla marketing, like hands on mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I think it's important to utilize outside marketing Absolutely. resources. Um, when it comes to a hair brand or being in the industry or whatever that looks like for you. Yeah, I remember when we first started, when we first launched our hair company, actually, myself, I think Raj and a couple other people, we went down south to Cat Mall uh-huh. and we just had postcards. First of all, <laughs> they saw me and they're like, 
excuse me, sir, are you lost? Right. <laughs> and I'm like, no, but here, we just started this thing. But it's like, sometimes you got to go do it. And uh-huh. that's like the old school way. But uh-huh. yeah, I mean, social media is just totally oh, changed. But it can, social media is continuing to change because, you know, you see a lot of chatter right now about, hey, you know, I'm not getting as many likes on my posts mm-hmm. and this the and the other. they changed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a, I keep telling people it's mm-hmm. business. Yep, you it know, is. It's a biz. Facebook, Instagram is. is a public company that mm-hmm. you need to make profits. Absolutely. And they're like, oh, you want to. people to see that? Okay. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. you got to boost that post. <laughs> yep. That boost yep. button. That yep. boost button. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. Hard, yep. You so, will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, absolutely. they're getting their money. Oh, absolutely. So eventually you opened up a hair salon. Oh, yeah, I did eventually. But it was a lot in between. All a lot in between. <laughs> okay, so let's go back. So let's okay, talk so about. After, wa- after Walmart, yeah. we'll talk about after Walmart. I had a client who came in one day and she was just like, Nick, you need to be at this other salon in Buckhead. I mean, this is like perfect for you. I'm like, I don't know about Buckhead, man. I, I, oh, she's like, no, I'm telling you, you're going to do great. And I always I always thank her for that. And she's a really good friend. And uh, she was just like, no, you need to go. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, okay, I'll go. I'll go check it out or whatever. So I went up there, and it was called Saya. And a lot of people are old school Atlanta, like, they probably remember Saya. And it was spelled N-S-E-Y-A. So a lot of people pronounced it uh, N-Saya. <laughs> but it was Saya. And um, Saya was one of the best black hair salons in the nation. They were voted one of the best black hair salons in the nation. Now, when I walked in, it was like a two-story building about 30 something stylist or whatever and like on the top floor they had like a full service spa oh wow okay. and i was just like oh yeah they're not about to hire me you know <laughs> yeah i'm not about and when you went and then what i found out is that when you actually applied at sale you actually had to start out as an assistant no matter how many years you've been a hairstylist oh wow you had to start out as an assistant so i walked in and then i did my interview with mike mike bellamy and um he looked through my photos, whatever. At that time, you had to he had to walk around with a photo oh, album. Portfolio. Oh, <laughs> oh, <real laughs> portfolio. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I walked in, I showed him my portfolio, brought in my um my um person who I did a, you know, uh Oh, you did the demo. Demo, yeah. Okay. You had to do demo yeah. all that. Yeah, thank you. I, you know, yeah. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> but I did my demo on her and um he was like, Okay, so he called me the next day. He was like, Okay, I want you to come and work. And um I actually went and started as a stylist. There, I mean, it was the best experience, one of the best experiences I had in my career. So you bypassed the assistant position. Yes, I okay. did. Okay. I know, right? Bypass. Yeah, no, that's listen. Yeah, come I was on, like, yeah, yeah, but um, that was one of the best experiences because you know there we worked with. I worked with like everybody, like Lawrence, Lawrence Washington, Miss Lawrence, whatever. Everybody oh, yeah. called. Um, Jason, I met so many people, and it was just a great learning experience for me. So, so would you say that was kind of the platform that got you situated in the hair industry? It was. I will always credit that experience with Saya as my springboard into where I am now. So while you were at Saya, what was one of the things that you learned about working in a salon environment? At Saya, the biggest thing. I actually learned the business of hair at Saya because they were very business. You yeah. know, like, no, you come to work, you dress the part, you have a list of clients on your station every day you get there. All we really had to do was come to work. Mm. That's all we had to do was oh, come wow. to work. Like come to work and your clients are already there. They made their appointments through the front office. I mean, it was computerized, like everything. So all we had to really do was come. It was like a nine to five almost. You know what I'm saying? But but, but we really, yeah. But yeah. we doing what you love, and it really didn't seem like a job. And you made a lot of money. Yeah, more than forty dollars a week. Oh yeah, more than forty dollars. Yeah, that upgrade. Yes, yes. So we were um actually what happened with at the end of say they actually closed, and it was one of the, the, the saddest moments of our. Oh you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know why they closed? It was just a lot of. Uh, stuff. I don't know exactly why they closed, but we were. It was a lot of stylists who were very sad. <laughs> Believe right. me. So, so when you were working there, and mm-hmm. you compare it to the place that you were working 
previously. Mm-hmm. Just how big of a difference was it? Like, what is like because of the processes? Was it the clientele? Was it mm-hmm. or just really almost everything that this company, Saya, they just kind of had it down, and that's why they were so successful. I think Saya. Their business aspect was a little bit tighter. Now, mind you, my cousin hers hers was the bomb too. I mean, mm-hmm. it was it was great. I don't know people don't even use that word the bomb no more. The bomb. <laughs> the I don't know, but uh, but like I enjoyed my stay at my cousin's salon over in Walmart too because it was a great starting point for me yeah. as a new stylist. Mm-hmm. You know, and you just sometimes you just have to sit back and learn. You know, you come out of hair school, you think you know everything. Yeah. And <laughs> I didn't I didn't know until I sat and watched people at my cousin's salon and they actually kind of taught me hair. And when I got to say it, they taught me the business of hair. Yeah. Mm. So it kind of prepared me to open up my own shop, you know, when I was done with Saya. When we, so Saya as soon as you left Saya, that's when the process started. Um, kind of, sort of. We okay. um, took a, like a year break, me and two of my business partners. We all worked together. And we was like, okay, well, maybe we should open our own. So, But in the interim, we actually worked over on 10th Street at um, this salon called Belogique. So we worked there for about a year. And during that year, we kind of saved our money, decided that, hey, like, let's open up this spot. And we still wanted to be downtown because most of our clients live downtown or, yeah. or came to work downtown. And we deal with a lot of business women, a lot of business women who have work in corporate America. Yeah. So it was like, okay, we need to stay downtown. So we found a spot over off of Howell Mill Road and we opened that up and we were open for about two years. Two years. Okay. So we have a lot of people that say they about to pull their hair up because uh-huh. they like, oh my God, I want to open a salon or I want to start my <laughs> okay. business, but I don't know the the paperwork side oh of it. God. Like getting, do I need to get an LLC yes. or do I need to get a business license mm-hmm. or All contractors are <laughs> like, what is that process like? Were you nervous when you first opened the first <sighs> salon or like what were some things that you didn't know how to do that you eventually had to learn? Everything that you just mentioned, yeah. uh, the <laughs> LLC, the the business license, the actual salon license for hair. Yeah. You have to make sure all your stylists have license. I mean, there's a lot that you have to go through. And we were lucky when we opened that salon because it was my business partner, Jason, his dad was a contractor. So it was just, it kind of okay. worked out yeah, for us. Yeah. It, we knew he wasn't going to basically chip us out of our money or anything like that. So, and that was a blessing in disguise, you know, because when I opened my next salon, my salon by myself, that whole contractor situation was, it was horrible. It, oh, the oh. contractor situation was, was horrible. It was horrible. It was <laughs> but horrible. the opening of like the getting the business license, oh, yeah. salon license, oh, yeah. that was a breeze. So yeah. when you opened the first salon, tell us about hiring stylists. Like, Luckily, we were real lucky, I think, in the beginning because of our experience at Saya. Because Saya okay. had about 60 stylists. Like they had two locations. Oh, wow. So they, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah it, that's was, it was yeah. insane. It was insane. Um, they were always in, in movies or whatever. Like they were insane like celebrities everybody so we had about they had about 60 stylists and we were all still kind of friends you know saying cool so when we said we were opening our salon they was like okay we'll come and work with y'all you know we were all still friends yeah you know so it was it was kind of easy for us to find stylists at that time so and you had in the first salon you had how many stylists it was eight of us okay so you started off with eight so you had that salon for two years Uh fast forward Mm -hmm. and then you close that salon down and you open up the Press Natural Press. Hair Care Salon. Yes. Okay, what was the vision behind that salon? Oh like, because this is your salon. <laughs> yes, so you open yes, this up. Yes, yes. What By was, myself. What, yeah, what was your vision? What was the inspiration behind um, that I, salon? I wanted my salon to kind of mimic everything that we learned at Press, I mean, at um, Saya. Saya was just so business and so professional. 
I wanted that for us, you know, because you don't get a lot of that, especially in the African American community. Yeah. You get a lot of people that just do hair, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And like, we don't care about the business. You know, I just want to come in here and do this weave, do this quick weave to make my money. And I don't care about your hair. I don't care about nothing. I just want to make this money. You <laughs> I don't know care saying? about your edges. As long as you got this weave on, I don't care. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? But um, I, I just wanted Prince to kind of mimic the things that I learned at Saya, you know, and some of the things that they taught me. So when I did open the salon, it was like, hey, I'm going to make this what it needs to be in Atlanta. Yeah. So So did you go based off of the fact that you had a lot of your clients and stylists mm-hmm. in the Atlanta area? Mm-hmm. So you just moved over. Yeah. And you guys are off of Northside North side, North side and Anton. Yeah. yeah okay. We're like right in between Northside and Howell Mill. So I never really strayed too far from my circle. You yeah. know, it's like, like 10th Street, Howell Mill. You know, so I stayed like in the area yeah. always. So it just always made it easier for my clients, you know. Gotcha. So what were some of the obstacles with opening up the second salon? Oh I know God. it was some stuff that you learned <laughs> that you knew what to do differently, but what were some obstacles um, that you hit anyway? When you're opening up a salon, especially by yourself, you got to have the money. And yeah. that was one of the, the obstacles. Yeah. <laughs> That's number one. And I, I was lucky because of my parents. Um, my dad always, you know, he always looked out for me and he was always there to like help me out. He did me a small business loan and I put stuff on credit cards and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so um yeah, I spent about thirty, forty thousand dollars just trying to get it open, you know, and that was to me at that time that was a lot because yeah. the, the space was about two thousand square feet and it was just a blank canvas. So mm. it was like, I mean, just a big white warehouse. Oh wow. <laughs> so, yeah, so I had to do everything in there just about. So you had to get the plumbing or was the, that already there? Or the no? plumbing was, some of the plumbing was there, but okay. I had to do, I had to get plumbers, electricians, builders. I mean, everything. And how was it working with your, I guess, the landlord, the owner of the property? Oh, they were amazing. Actually, they're still amazing because it's been almost eight years. Oh, wow. And they have always been really cool about every. I've never missed a payment, <laughs> late, <laughs> but they have always been just cool people about, you know, everything. Now, when you were first getting into the space, did you, mm-hmm. did they give you any money towards building out the space yeah, um they gave you they give you like three months of you know no rent or anything oh, like that okay. so it's pretty so much the same good. yeah yeah okay because i'm thinking for a lot of new stylists like right now the hot trend is getting into like a suite right yeah, yeah. which yeah. is a lot of people it's for the people that own the suites uh-huh. it's a it's great, great business yes. yeah because <laughs> the cost per square foot these stylists uh-huh. are paying uh-huh. is insane it's insane trust me like i know <laughs> unbelievable how much people don't they're like oh it's only like you know two, eight, 300 a week 300 a week, a week. Yeah. That's when you add it up yeah like they just oh, don't what? understand that it's I know. like the price per square foot is crazy i mean you get a lot of the amenities and little things with it which is nice before you can kind of go to that full scare but but what you know a lot of people need to know is mm-hmm. if you're going to lease a space Space, mm-hmm. talk to someone that has experience mm-hmm. leasing a space mm-hmm. to find out hey this is probably negotiable mm-hmm. hey you're gonna do three months can you maybe give us like four or five mm-hmm. months absolutely like, if you don't ask I hey, it's always a no yeah, it's, it's a no, a no if you don't ask and then <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> already no. sometimes if you're going into a real creative beautiful space but it's mm-hmm. maybe kind of a mess mm-hmm. sometimes the landlord will give you a tenant allowance yep. so they say hey we'll give you five thousand yep. dollars to put towards you know building out the space because i know it's kind of a mess mm-hmm. something like that mm-hmm. so if you're listening to this and you're thinking about doing a salon Talk to someone that knows more about real estate Absolutely. to give you some tips because it can literally save you tens sure of thousands can. of dollars from one conversation. Mm-hmm. Don't go in it like you know it because yep. you yeah. don't. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's just that simple. So congrats for eight years. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. that's incredible. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. You talked about working with contractors, yes. but share with us that story oh, about... <laughs> 
your contractor experience? Um, well, let's see. Where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, of course, like you, you know, you were saying, Mike. I, I was almost thinking like I knew everything about everything, and I had already kind of knew the person who was going to be my contractor. And long story short, he did do a lot of work in the salon, but it just wasn't finished because he felt like I ran out of money. Uh, and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I gave you this, this, and this. <laughs> but um, I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to fight you on it or whatever. You know, if this is what you say, I, I'm going to be like, okay, that's what you say. I'm, I ran out of money. Okay, well, let me get somebody else in here who can do it for this amount. Yeah. You know, so he quit on me. I had sawdust on the floor and I was opening it in like three days. Ooh, the worst. Still had sawdust <laughs> on the floor. So I was like, panicking and thank god for mr george he came in and he was like well i'm and he he just passed away like a year ago and i, oh, and I always looked out for him and he yeah. always looked out for me ever, ever since then but it was always just good to have somebody that was just a good guy and yeah. he was just a good guy and he came in and he he did my floors he did put hardwood on the front in our front office i mean like everything he finished everything for me yeah. And it was just, you know, we got, we actually opened. So it yeah, was Yeah, so it was you good. got got through that little yeah, hump. So it was a hump, was but it was a, it was a learning experience too, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But I, you know, the thing about sometimes some contractors, you know, they'll hold that over your head, especially your opening date. They'll hold that over your head because they know you need to be open. And I had stylists that were waiting to come and work, especially in the hair business, because, you know, we have people that come to see us almost every week. And I can't wait another two weeks because my clients are, are going to dwindle. I'm going to lose clients because I'm not open. Right. And so they try to, you know, hold stuff over your head. Like, you know, you need to be open. So you need to give me this money. I wasn't going to do that. You know, a little quick on this one is because, you know, myself and my business partner have been in real estate for a while. And we did a lot of stuff in the last few years, oh, renovations, yeah. <laughs> properties, flips, everything. Right. So one thing dealing with contractors, even though we just had a problem with our new building with the contractors, oh, but that's a whole nother story. Whole for another time. Story. <laughs> but if you are working with a contractor, make sure that you have your, the date, like obviously a lot of things are going to be rushed. Right. So if you're, Try to have your finished date a week or two oh, yeah, before, before uh, and yeah. then you have a clause. Make sure you have a contract mm-hmm. and make sure you have a clause in your contract that if it's not done by this date, every additional day it takes you to get done that you're agreeing to when you sign this, mm-hmm. it's going to be an extra $100 fine. Like, and you're paying $100 less every mm-hmm. single day uh, that's because that's going to cost you <laughs> yep, money. Yep, yep. Right. And you do something you could even say like, hey, I need it done by this day because I'm opening on this day. Mm-hmm. In reality, you're not opening for two weeks later. Mm-hmm. You don't tell the contractor because all, right. all, all of a sudden they start they taking start, long, yes. long yes. lunches. Oh, yes. They'll oh, be yes. over next to us at tacos oh, and tequila having have some tequila. Margaritas. Okay. The margaritas, too <laughs> much Listen, chips and, and salsa. That's real. That is real, real. I had to go up there every day like, what are y'all doing? Like, yeah. what's going on? Y'all sitting around, y'all on break again? Every 20 minutes. I'm serious. I was up there every day. Like, okay, you know what this is just too much it was too much yeah, yeah so definitely. you started humble beginning so we have people who are like oh my god it's been 60 days and mm-hmm. i haven't gotten my first sale yet calm down uh-huh, like, uh-huh. it's a process it so you process. started working in walmart okay yes. making 40 dollars a week mm-hmm. humble beginnings transition got into a salon where you learned a little bit more making a little bit more money mm-hmm. um then you went to one of you know the nation's most experienced salons and you kind of leveled up a little mm-hmm. bit and then you eventually opened up your own salon with yes. a couple other people, yes. did that for two years, mm-hmm. and then started your very own salon right. where you are now. Just talk about 
the experience of coming from that to getting to where you are now. Like a lot of people say, I'm just ready to be successful, mm -hmm. but they don't understand that it's levels mm -hmm. to it. Like Absolutely. imagine if you would have never got to go to Princess's Salon, right, you know, you kind of right, just right. went to um, say it. Then mm -hmm. you would have missed out All on a that, whole yes. experience that you actually learned, which got you to where you are Absolutely. now. So um, if there was one thing that you could tell someone who was interested in getting started in the hair industry, what would that be? What's one tip or... You know, just something that you can share. Patience. Be patient. I know with you got you millennials. Yeah. <laughs> instant gratification. It's instant. Every, I want it now. I want it right now. I don't yeah. care. I'm not working for it. I want it right now. I'm. You got to be patient. Yeah. You have to be patient. You can't jump from salon to salon because people won't. But they won't remember you. A lot of people are loyal to salons. Yeah. And not necessarily the stylist. So you have to remember that. That's real. Yeah. Well, trust me. <laughs> be patient. Stay with it. Don't think you're going to get it right now. I mean, yeah. just because you're looking on Instagram and seeing all these millionaires quote unquote or whatever yeah. and you know they're making it because they've been in business for a year and they and they're already a millionaire no I mean, it's, it's nice to see yeah you know what i'm saying it, it may be true it may not be true you know what i'm saying but don't get caught up in it be patient so what what does nick have going on right now what oh can we God. expect from nick within the next six months <laughs> or so <laughs> nick has been working on a lot of things for a long time and he's being patient <laughs> <laughs> He's been working on a hair a hair care product line. We we have our hair in um in stock in the salon, so that's one of the things that we actually finished. But I actually have a mobile salon, a salon truck. So it has oh, cool. A, yeah, so it has cool. about yeah. yeah three chairs in it, and we're actually um trying to get on a lot of movie sets and stuff. So we've been working. Okay. Pretty hard on that. Is yeah. it ready? Is it rolling oh, out ready. already? It's ready to roll is out. It, it's ready to roll out. Yeah. Oh, it's re oh, it's oh, it's ready to roll out. We can pick you up anytime. Anytime. Any kind of girls girls night out you want to do all that stuff. Oh, I so, love oh, that. Yeah, That's yeah. super dope. Yeah. So I have yeah. a lot of friends in the industry. So like they've been like, oh man, we need your truck. So okay. Oh yeah. My, my girl Malaysia, she came by and she got in the truck. She drove in and all that stuff. So so do you actually rent the truck as well? We will rent the truck, but um, mostly it comes with us. I mean, we yeah yeah, yeah. To us and the stylist that's actually kind of a yeah. i mean I, I think like bachelorette parties yeah, yeah. bachelorette yeah. parties oh, yeah. and the wedding stuff mm -hmm. and yeah, we did a wedding. they don't all want to go all the way over there sure. absolutely it's yeah. easy to bring all the stuff all absolutely. your nice tools and you know equipment and stuff mm -hmm. and just kind of absolutely rolling with it yeah, yeah. yeah it we, did a, we did our first <laughs> wedding back in october so it was really really good i mean the mom the mother of the bride she was just like oh my god this is just amazing like this saves us so much time and effort like this is great so shout out yeah. to y'all yeah. so if someone is coming into press natural hair care what can they expect their experience to be like you know what it's one of the most humble nice creative experiences you'll probably ever have we just have some nice cool stylists i when when people come to my shop i just want them to feel at home because mm -hmm. you're at you sometimes you're at a shop for a very long time Ooh, Jesus. You know? <laughs> so when i when you come i just want you to feel like you're at home we have our tvs we have our, our front office staff that makes you you know they make you feel really really good they mm -hmm. offer you nice little treats and <laughs> sometimes mimosas, mimosas and all this all those things but uh, yeah yeah so it's just really nice and calm in our salon so. okay and where can people find you guys at you can find us at www.pressedhair.com that's our website and of course on all social media outlets pressedhair.com pressed hair Press hair, yeah. gotcha. And press great hair. name with getting the domain pressed hair. Oh, great yeah. Name yeah. And yeah. Everything. Oh, yeah. Everything. Yeah. 
And then where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram, Nick Rocks Hair. That's all K's, no C's, N-I-K-K-R-O-K-K-S, hair, Nick Rocks Hair. And I think I'm Nick Rocks on Facebook. And you can also find our salon on Facebook also. Gotcha. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes at hairbizradio.com. I'll make sure I have all the links to oh, all yeah. your social media pages and everything. You guys are going to want to follow him and yeah. the journey, <laughs> the mobile journey. Does the mobile truck have its own Instagram yet? Everything is on pressthair.com. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Once, once we get our app up, we'll actually have an app for the arm um, truck too. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's I love the truck idea. I know, I know yeah. that's so. Oh yeah, you got oh, yeah. my wheels turning. I'm trying to stop them because I got enough projects. <laughs> I'm trying to put the brakes on them wheels going in my head. Listen, right we now. got we got so much going on with that yeah. truck. My uh, my girl Angela Simmons is actually coming to town, so we're gonna actually get her on the truck again and actually film it this time. Oh so. dope, that'd be super dope. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Well, shout out to Nick for hanging out uh, with us today. Thank you for we having me. Had a great me. time. Your story is amazing. Uh, make sure you guys check out Nick on Instagram, um, all social media platforms. Head over to his salon on Northside if you're in it. Atlanta, mm-hmm. let them take care of you, get you a nice mimosa. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, come on through. we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to Hair Biz Radio. And make sure you subscribe. And that's it for me. All I'm right. out. Bye.